0: If you with Julian on the round note and a belated review of Bow It Is Afraid from Ari Aster, a man that appeared on the A24 scene with arguably its apex film Hereditary, one of the defining horror films in a decade defined by a lot of horror films, and particularly A24 ones, there can't be anything that beats Hereditary. The Col- uh, Tony Collette starring film was one of the films of the century so far. Uh, a masterpiece but the follow-up midsummer um i absolutely hated and um it's one of the most annoyingly praised films that seems to have picked up people without any taste it's an incredibly rote film um it's like a combination of the wicker man and every single post friday the 13th four college kids go off into the woods and find a mysterious group of people that want to kill them. Film. And it's just got not one original bone in its body. So when Bo is Afraid, a three-hour film came out um, in the middle of this year, probably, uh, I'm not sure exactly what what date. Two very tepid reviews. I was expecting this film to be a pile of trash and instead ended up being beguiled by, I think, uh, pretty much my joint film of the year so far, and a complete reversal from Midsummer. This isn't a review so much as um, spoiler alert time, really, because I'm just going to go through my thoughts on this very unusual, unique film. Um, very difficult, challenging film. So we get Bo Wiseman, played by um, Joaquin Phoenix, in a, an analogous role to a role that he's done multiple times now, which is the, the role from the master... Um, and the role from the Joker, um, which is a guy on the outskirts of of society that is prone to very extreme behavior. Um, In this case, he's a a real sad sack loner. He's a middle-aged guy. His mother, Molly Calder, him his whole life, said that his father had died during intercourse that conceived him the only time that she had ever made love and that he also possessed his heart defect that if he ever made love to anyone he would also die from a heart attack and we opened the film in one of its strongest long you know half hour long sequences which is this horrific environment that he lives in uh one of the worst suburbs that even the wire wouldn't have covered (laughs) a horrific place but where it's basically the walking dead of drug addicts and violence and he has to run to his apartment every night. But it's, it's also worth pointing out that a lot of this film is, is you know, it's expressionistic. It's, it's like the environment he lives in is, is, he lives under constant fear of the worst possible things happening. And the environment he lives in it seems to be a construct of his nightmare rather than a real place. And in that environment, he's going to see his mum after many years of avoiding her. And the whole film's plot is the fact that he tries to return to see his mum and his mother dies during the attempt to go and see his mum. And he has to get back for a funeral. And it takes place over a short-ish time frame where he is continually set back by nefarious and often surreal um, even almost supernatural forces that seem to want to delay him and ruin his life even more so we get him at the start you know he's with a psychiatrist he wants to um, go back and see his mum but it's obviously something that is um, the psychiatrist Stephen McKinley henderson um, prescribes him lots of drugs and he builds his life around these drugs but he's also tormented by demons Um, David Lynch comes up a lot in this film Um, not as much in the first sequence as some other ones but um, he lives in this uh, almost psychotic nightmare and for instance he's like the first night we see him sleeping his door is banged all night long saying turn the music down when he's asleep and there's no sound coming from his room there's a lot of surreal things that happen he's terrified of the the walking dead outside the drug zombies coming into his world everything in this film that can go wrong for him that is a fear for him happens and it's almost like that is part of the point of this film so he's house is invaded by every scumbag from the street he ends up being attacked by a naked knife wielding and attacker and then hit by an ambulance. And then I thought one of the less successful of the many sequences in the film, he wakes up in this very middle-class home with a doctor, surgeon who is a husband and a wife who are looking after him. It's never sort of made clear in this most David Lynch part of the film, sort of, you know, why haven't they taken him to hospital? It does become apparent late on in the film, but not everything marries up successfully as far as to motivations and so on. But in this home, he finds that he's taken the bed of a teenage daughter who's extremely angry at him for appearing in her life. And there's a guy that is their deceased son's ex-army veteran that is heavily medicated and completely psychotic running around. It's not the most effective part of the film compared to the opening and what follows Um, But it is still, you know, it sets up the completely macabre, often very funny film uh, with a lot of very extreme moments in it. We have the um, death by suicide of the daughter by drinking paint uh, element and I'm going to just walk through what happens a lot of the times in the film. And the fact that there's this sort of um, mysterious thing going on in the background where the mother's trying to warn him not to give up too much information away, which we understand at the end, but I, I'm not sure that everything here dovetailed very well. In uh, eventually, he escapes these people. Um, he then ends up uh, fleeing this psychotic army veteran that's trying to actually kill him, and ends up in the woods. And ends up with this uh, mysterious theatre troupe. He meets this lovely pregnant woman called uh, played by Haley Squires who leads him into the troop of wandering actors that are putting on plays in the forest for who who knows and we get one of the most artistically successful sequences in the film where there's a play on stage which is is just absolutely beautiful and tells the story of his life and another person's life that are both analogous causing a great deal of emotion um over a very long period and like most of these sequences stretch on for half an hour and it's the most visually striking part of the entire film. It's absolutely wonderful and it it touches on so many different emotions. And I love films like this and Cloud Atlas that are so overly ambitious, but when they hit these right notes are so emotionally satisfying and otherworldly and unknowable as well. Um we're well into like two hours plus into the film at this stage and he ends up finally making it back to his mother's home on the day of her suicide uh spoilers everywhere he meets his childhood love who he was told not to go anywhere near at the time and she um they two have sex and he finds out that it's actually a lie he was never gonna die from having sex but she does die in that moment i thought that particular moment was overplayed because it didn't need to happen like it happened um she basically dies uh, i think it's Posey parker is the actress yeah parker Posey, not Posey parker parker Posey, a very famous actress she dies on top of him um, and at that point point his dead mother appears <clears throat> and then we understand that the story is his dead mother has actually been playing him along and the house that kept him after his accident were working for her. She's a very rich woman, and she's been keeping tabs on him by actually paying his psychiatrist, who isn't really his psychiatrist. He's more of a private detective working for her. So he's been hearing him slag her off for years. Uh, and it basically goes all the way back to the notion that the girl that he was in love with from his childhood was probably also being paid by his mother Um, and it all gets very very dark and twisted and ends up in this surreal courtroom drama that takes place when he's in a rowboat in the middle of this underground cavern where she's passing judgment on him um, this is not a film for everyone but I found so much here that I found fascinating absolutely wonderful to watch for me is incredibly long it's um, I think it's approaching three hours um, I'm not sure how long it is now but I thought that the the level of ambition here and the amount of success that there were the only se- the only sequence that I thought, didn't quite work was the bit where he had had his accident and he was with the family because it, it was a little bit repetitive and flat compared to stuff like what happened in the woods which was just magical uh and unknowable and weird and um obviously people like um David Lynch come up a lot watching this but also the fact that Ari Aster had his own voice here um <clears throat> and Joaquin Phoenix is just this incredible character even if it's a character that's similar to other ones he's played mostly the master for me and i don't know that i would say it was a better film than or performance than the master but that is top tier stuff so overall this i was really surprised by how much i thought about it afterwards um this is top tier art house entertainment for me and most people (laughs) would look at it and probably regard it as hell on earth but i really really loved it and i think it's probably my joint favorite film of the year so i'm going to give Bo is afraid a nine out of ten